and we're live. We're back. Episode 24 of Everybody Mad Live Podcast. My name is Sam Lover. Welcome to our show. What's happening? I'm Kenya Kavit. Thanks for checking in with Everybody Mad Live Podcast. Had a couple of technical difficulties, but we are pushing through as we rep for the strong brothers out there and black excellence. That's what we strive for. Black excellence with Everybody Mad Podcast. Don't get it twisted. Today's what? Thursday? This yeah. is probably the busiest Thursday I've had in a while because I had a few meetings uh, to go to uh, earlier today. Um, and I had a training. I had a two-hour training that I had to do because um, I'm going to work the polls. You're going to work the polls at the Players Club? No, at P Valley. <laughs> I rep the pink. At the pink. <laughs> at the pink. <laughs> nah, but um, how do you normally vote? I just go in. I just I I go into the uh, polling district where I vote and go in, and then I'm out. Yeah. That's so and 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 normally when you go to to the uh, those polls, what do the workers look like? They're normally uh, like they're, they're normally old. Uh, old they're normally workers. white. Uh, but here, ever since well, ever since I moved to Atlanta. Uh, they're young and black. Yep. And I decided that I wanted to be one of those too because I see the same thing too at my poll. Since we're in the environment of COVID, a lot of people who are at a certain age don't want to work the polls because now they know they may come in contact with a whole lot of people. And you know, it's a little bit different now because we got a consequential election that everybody want to make sure they vote in some sort of way. So mm-hmm. they may be coming in contact with a whole lot of extra people and things like that. So a lot of the uh, election boards have had trouble finding replacements and things like that. So they sent out a message in Detroit uh, that they were looking for some uh, people to be be polls and um especially i told myself and we got a little circle of people here in detroit um we all do some things and we said we got to work the polls now they pay you it is a paid position so i will get a paycheck i'll work for that day from five in the morning all the way until the polls close and no doubt everything so um, i like that yeah i think it's a good way um my official title is ballot box inspector okay Um, so uh, what I'll be doing is uh, helping open up the precinct um, at five in the morning. And then my sole job is to make sure people got that right ballot. Because, you know, people got uh, they they got different ballots. Some people actually will get their mail in ballot and try and come in and bring it to the precinct. But you really can't do that. So my job will be to make sure people get their right ballot and then they can go vote. Nice. So, I like so. that. And see how there's always like a lot of people that are always complaining all the yeah. time. But you're actually someone that's saying, you know what, let me make a difference. Let me go volunteer. Yeah, you got to do something. Yeah, have to. You so, know, I I do do and to me, it's just a day. Now I'm gonna have to wake up a little bit earlier. Um, a lot of, like it's election day, so it's a Tuesday. So I wake up early, and then I work for maybe ten hours, uh, maybe twelve okay. hours, or whatever. We'll get paid for that. Um, um, I think my position pays me like roughly about twenty five dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. so like it, it, it's, it's decent money for just a day of service and that's yeah. what really what i look at it i look at it as service uh, we all got to do a little bit something and my thing is i want to make sure people's right to vote count because we had some issues in detroit in some of our past elections with people's ballots being spoiled and the whole precinct being thrown out so nobody's uh ballot is really going to count so i said i'm gonna do something instead of running my mouth i'm gonna do something yeah, I like to hear that. I like to hear that. And you know what? We always, uh, you know, I definitely want to plug this in too, since we're talking about voting and uh, voting and you know ballots and all that kind of stuff like that. Because early voting actually starts on Monday, the twelfth, and is from uh, the twelfth until the thirtieth. It's very important. It's it's imperative that people really uh, go to the polls with knowledge and informed of all the candidates, because you're not just voting for uh, the president, you know, for the United States. You're voting for people that are going to be. Uh, you know, just making, you know, decisions in your, in your county locally. Um, so, so it's very, it's imperative to go to ballotready.com and yep. you can research all of the candidates that are going to be on your ballot. All you have to do is just put in your zip code is ballotready.com. Yep. Ballotready.com. Yeah. And vote, vote, voting is so important. We got to, we've seen some shenanigans uh, like uh, Jocelyn on, uh, on our uh, love and hip hop. I miss her. She did it. She did it. I don't miss her on Love and Hip Hop. I don't. I just you miss know, her laugh. I could, I could talk about reality show. I mean, she's. I like Tommy Lee. You know what I mean? Like I like yeah. Tommy. You only, I, do you know who that is? Love and Hip Hop, L.A. Right? Atlanta, Atlanta. West she's Coast. Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, Tommy. Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She likes drink, don't she? Yeah, she likes her wine. She likes her Moscato and stuff like that. So. Yeah, but enough about that. We'll we'll get into the ratchet stuff later on. But first, we got a lot yeah. of stuff to talk about, like this debate that went down last night. Said, I know you being the political dude, I know you have a lot of thoughts on it. Um, you know, I watched it. I felt like Kamala, she was outstanding uh, compared to uh, to your boy uh, 
I, I forgot his name. Because it's been a lot going on today, and I'm not really checking for him. I'm checking for Kamala Harris. You know what I'm right. saying? But when you put you know Mike Pence up against Kamala Harris, it seemed like you know he told like a lot of lies throughout the whole debate. In my opinion, um, he wasn't really consistent, and then he kept on trying to challenge her. A lot of people were saying, and, and we can talk about this, that there wasn't really uh, neither one of the candidates really answered questions completely. And when I say completely, like when you know, if, if you were asked a question, if they were asked a question, they didn't really fully answer that question. So a lot yeah. of people saying that um of course everybody was talking about the fly on pence head uh which <laughs> you know i i said this i said you know the fly was attracted to him because he's full of shit you know fly attracted to shit so <laughs> that's why that fly hopped on his head and yeah. and everyone said you know the winner of the debate was wasn't either it wasn't kamala or it wasn't pence it was actually the fly the fly won yeah the fly won because uh even even before like the fly uh, like as soon as the Fly, I, th I think the fly stayed on the head for like two minutes. As soon as that fly minutes. left uh, from his head, uh, then the fly uh, had a Twitter account. So, like, like literally, <laughs> I looked on on somebody had already made a Twitter account for the fly, and uh, it had more followers uh, than both of us combined. That's wild, crazy. That's wild. So, what was your takeaway from the debate? What did you think about uh, just the the debate in general? Because I, once again, I felt like Kamala, she was just outstanding. I felt like she brought. Pence to the table and the Trump administration to the table on a lot of the BS that's been going on in our country, especially the way uh, everything, the way everything jumped off with the whole Corona virus. You know, that was like the first yep. question. And she out the gate was, you know, she was like, yo, Man. you all didn't do this. You didn't do that. Uh, so what was your take on it, Sarah? You being the political political analyst of the Everybody Mad podcast. She probably would have done better if she was. Uh, not trying to hold back. But I think it's just just our political climate where she had to avoid being um, that uh, meme um, because as soon as she didn't smile or as soon as she gave any sort of crazy face, that's going to be a meme. And then she's going to be labeled the angry black woman. So I think mm -hmm. she had a little tightrope that she had to walk. For her, she knew that she had to toe like a little line. She had to say what she had to say, mm -hmm. but, but not too much. Like Because sometimes if we give too much of us, they can't take too much of us. Yeah. And, and then they think of it as a personal attack. Uh, something else that I wanted to say is that like Trump and Pence, they two peas in the same pod. Trump is just uncouth. Pence is just, I go to church, so I'm going to, oh no, <laughs> what the senator has wrong is uh, lying through his face, but his delivery it might even draw people in. If you don't know neither one of those two people, his delivery might draw you in because his demeanor is just so nice and so pleasant and he ain't going to scream. He ain't going to do anything crazy or anything like that. He just going to give it to you. I got something I want to show. This is um, one of the clips that I have from the uh, debate where they was talking about pre-existing conditions. Uh, you know, people are talking about that with um, the uh, Affordable Care Act. He didn't answer the question. This is supposed to be answering how you're going to protect pre-existing conditions. President Trump says that he's going to protect people with pre-existing conditions, but he has not explained how he would do that. And that was one of the toughest nuts to crack when they were passing the Affordable Care Act. So tell us specifically, how would your administration protect Americans with pre-existing conditions to have access to affordable insurance if the Affordable Care Act is struck down? Well, uh, thank you, Susan. But let me just say, addressing your very first question, I, I couldn't be more proud to serve as vice president to a president who stands without apology for the sanctity of human life. I'm pro-life. I, I don't apologize for it. And this is another one of those cases where there's such a dramatic contrast. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris support taxpayer funding of abortion all the way up to the moment of birth. Mm -hmm. Late-term abortion. They want to increase abortion. funding to Planned Parenthood of America. Now, for our part, I, I would never presume how Judge Amy Coney Barrett would rule on the Supreme Court of the United States, but um, we'll continue to stand strong for the right to life. So, like, that's just 60 seconds, but, like, that to me was the whole debate. That's, that's what he did every time there was any sort of poignant question to him that people wanted an answer to. Hey, hey, I hear y'all trying to flip the Supreme Court with this lady who don't like abortion or this lady who don't like the health care plan. What y'all trying to do? And he never answered any of those mm -hmm. questions. So, mm -hmm. he's Really, to me, he's just like 
Trump. So like my thing is like when Trump goes, Pence got to go too because he's just another pea in that same pod to me. They both are that same way. It's just I don't know. And no offense to anybody watching, if you're a white man, that's fine. But white men are losing their mind. Like I think all this is just too much for some white men. Like we done had a black president for eight years. We done had um like a female running last year. I think that's part of the why why Trump won last year is because like people are rebelling against all this pushback. These white men are tired of black men coming for their position that's normally theirs. Now this woman coming for this position that that's normally mine or whatever. You even see it in Michigan. They tried to literally kidnap my governor. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And but well, we got to talk before we talk about that. I just want to put this out there too. I'm tired of the blatant disrespect that white what what that what comes with white privilege. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's just even like how. Pence was disrespecting the moderator. He disrespected oh, yeah. Kamala Harris. You oh, know, oh, just talking oh, over God. them. I just, I don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like, why do you feel like, you know, you can say what you want to say when you want to say it, when you just need to abide by the rules? Yeah. Abiding by the rules is you have two minutes to, to talk on this topic right here. And yeah. after two minutes, that's it. But he that's just, he was just, he was just being disrespectful the whole time. And I, I'm just like, that needs to like we need to hold people accountable for that too because that's not cool you just can't do that so yeah so uh let's definitely talk about man what's going on right now in michigan said i mean it's it's crazy right now man with everything you all actually had <laughs> your governor there was an attempted kidnapping of your governor crazy crazy it, yeah it was, a, was an attempted kidnapping it, it it was like uh They've started uh, this whole time, but it was like 13 uh, people were charged uh, today. It was uh, seven from a federal uh, standpoint uh, for uh, domestic terrorism that they charged them with because they literally tried to kidnap her. And they had a plan. They've been thinking about this plan all year, really, um, when they yeah. started like six people um, who joined the original seven. So now it's, it's like two white supremacist organizations. Now they're combining resources it's like one twin activate. We're going to white white wonder twins and we're going to get together and we're going to do stuff and so they was to the point to where they're trying to gather enough people so that they can storm the capitol so their goal was to do it before november the third that's what mm -hmm. it was right storm the capitol with 200 men they, they was talking about bringing um like molotov cocktails to create a diversion and tasers to hit all of the um folks uh, uh coming guarding out the, the outside and you know we had an issue in may with guns uh they stormed the uh capital because we didn't have a rule that you couldn't you can self-carry in michigan but um they didn't have a rule that prevented you from bringing guns into the state capitol so they stormed inside of the state capitol with their guns in may wow. so just just like another kind of example of white male privilege just going crazy these guys and these guys actually had talked about attacking um uh, the Michigan State Police facility, and also they were trying to shoot up the governor's vacation home. Like yeah. the, these, yeah. these dudes really, they really have issues. And she uh, went on today. She actually made a comment. She came out to the press. Uh, she said, and her name is uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She said that uh, she and her family were extremely grateful that authorities intervened and blasted these, uh, you know, the, this hate group uh, when they did because you know these guys were really out. They were gunning for her. They were trying to get her. Uh, the 13 men, uh, one of them is not, not pictured, but they all share something in common. And what's that? They all share, we all have something in common. <laughs> I was waiting for a punchline with that said, but they're called the, the Wolverine Watchmen. They're not actually registered as a hate group. Um, I think there's like over like 300 something hate groups in the country. Yeah. But uh, this is one of the newer hate groups that's out there right now. And yeah. It's a whole line of them. Uh, you got the Boogaloo movement. Um, that's uh, a lot of them. And a lot of them, uh, what, what they try and say is that they're not necessarily anti-whatever. They're anti-government and they're anti-police, which might sound good to uh, some black people because a lot of black folk are the same way. But when you dive a little bit deeper into what they really believe, uh, they believe in not only white supremacy, but a lot of them believe in white separation. Uh, mm. they, that's why the, why the FBI has already said white supremacy is the biggest threat to the country bigger yes. than anything yes it is 
Yeah, these guys actually tried to, and and they were saying that these uh, this group right here they actually tried to spark a civil war. So that's been their whole mo the whole time. They wanted to start a civil war, kidnap this governor, uh, just do all of the all make all of these terroristic threats to to everybody, and it's like it's insane. So luckily they got caught. You know, like luckily they got caught. The thing is, the reality is that you know whatever you do online whatever you know these phone calls that we make and stuff we're always being monitored all the time you know what i mean so i guess it was kind of you know it it was ev- eventually they were going to get caught you yeah. know they were going to get caught so yeah now um, um uh, governor did blame trump a little bit because if if you remember that's what he said the president of the united states said liberate michigan mm-hmm. so because we were under a real strict um uh COVID uh shutdown um so a lot of stuff was sh- sh- shut down so so some of these white men are blaming the governor for the shutdown and now they can't pay rent or now they can't do certain things so it's like a whole sort of shift of blame like uh, like it's her fault like because right. she decided to keep us safe yeah it's insane insane leave your comments let us know your thoughts on the stories that we're talking about and if you want to jump on with us all you got to do is click the link right under the screen. All right. Well, uh, keeping it moving, another black man has been killed. Now, this is a pretty interesting story right here. A Texas police officer has been arrested and charged with the murder in the shooting death of a black man. This actually went down last weekend. Wolf County police officer Sean Lucas was arrested and charged with murder following the shooting death of 31-year-old Jonathan Price. He's being held on a $1 million bond following his arrest late Monday night. And it only is kind of interesting, too. It only took three days to arrest and charge him. Like, like I don't understand, like, why are these officers killing unarmed African-Americans? And then it takes forever for them to get arrested. What's that all about? But anyway, uh, Jonathan was killed. The black guy, he was actually killed trying to break up a domestic violence situation at a gas station. Now, John was a former college football player that was raised by a white family. And um, this dude actually gained notoriety because he publicly professed his love for white women. And when he did that, it kind of went viral. So he kind of had a name for himself. But what's very ironic about Jonathan's death is that when George Floyd's protest was going down, he went on record on social media, on Facebook, and revealed that he had never experienced racism from police. And he supported the Blue Lives Movement, which means that, you know, Blue Lives, as we all know, is in response to the Black Lives Matter movement protesting against situations like what he exactly died from. You see what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, he was taken up for Blue Lives Matter, but turned out he ended up dying, you know, right. and and I, I, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's very ironic how his story ended up. I don't know. It's a cautionary tale of um, you can't be the spokesperson for people who his historically don't like you. Now, I know your experience may not be the same. I know you may not have a bad experience or whatever, but some people do. And I think sometimes we spend so much time telling people, oh, no, that's not my experience. But somebody's experience is that. So I think sometimes we go too far in trying to placate our own reality as what the real reality is. But some people experience something else. And and lo and behold, I know never in a million years did he think that he would even be in a situation like that. And then I was trying to find the uh, what he had posted, but uh, he was the type that his words was his addiction to white women. He didn't say I like white women or sometimes I have that. He said, because I grew up with a white family, I have an addiction for white women. Right. And I think what happened with Jonathan was that because he was raised by a white family, he grew up probably around a whole bunch of white people. He probably started to believe that he was white and probably thought that, you know, all the stuff that we go through that he probably felt like he didn't have to go through that. He was on another level because he was accepted by whites. And and guess what? And guess what? And guess what? He learned. He learned. And so it's just a cautionary tale. And I think I don't want to I don't want to say this. because I don't want to catch hell for this right here. But everything happens for a reason. So for all of those brothers and sisters out there that, you know, are having these whole identity crisis and, you know, or feel like, oh, well, you know, I love Trump and, you know, I wh- the white people accept me. And, you know, I, I love everybody. You know, what I'm saying like people know I have I, I have all kinds of friends. I love everybody. What I'm saying is that just all just yeah, I have I have all kind of friends, but oh, just, you know, I've seen. 
<laughs> but no, but what, but but my point being is, you know, don't 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 feel like uh, you, you're not a part of the struggle. Don't feel like you get a pass just because. Right. You know, you have all these white friends and, you know, they're, they're all loving on you and stuff like that. Because guess what? This dude right here, he got shot dead, got yeah. shot dead. And he and he found he found out. Oh, yeah. You you still a ninja. You know what I'm saying? You still a ninja. Yeah. That's what I said, too. It's like, uh, man, it, it it sucks. It does. Let us know your thoughts on this story right here with the Everybody Mad podcast. Want to send shots out to uh, all my friends at Savannah State University. Said I was running a little bit behind because we just got off a call. We're planning this virtual homecoming, so we're going to be talking about that all next week. On yeah, the yeah uh, we we we'll tell you about that. Uh, as the show, you know, progress and everything like that. But we have some great guests coming up on next show, but I just wanted to shout it. I just wanted to shout them out because I know they're all checking us out right now. Uh, let's get back on Trump. You know, uh, Trump actually left the hospital this week after he and his wife, Melania tested positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, a bunch of white house staff contracted Corona, including his press secretary, a whole bunch of other people on the staff, uh, top White House security official Trump, however, still recklessly downplayed, downplayed coronavirus uh, by tweeting that he pr pretty much just tweeted that, you know, Corona is nothing to worry about. Like we, we shouldn't be worried about Corona. Really, bro? That was reckless. Like you're the president. You just contracted Corona. But now you're telling people don't even worry about it. That ain't the goal is to get it. You can't celebrate something. Here's the tweet right here. Hold on. Just pulling up now. My right. Internet's. Going slow today. I don't, I don't know what it is. Cricket Wireless. They don't even have anything up here. Hey, speaking of Corona, while you pull that up, I actually went to go get my, I got my Corona test uh, yesterday. I went to go get my Corona test. I did the rapid Corona test. Oh, yeah. Uh, they could do that here in Atlanta. And, I, you know, the girl, the woman was telling me, she was like, you know, a lot of people are coming in getting that, this rapid test because you can get the results back in 15 minutes, right. less than 15 minutes. And, you know, I wasn't exhibiting signs or anything like that. I just wanted to make sure that I was safe, wanted to make sure that I wasn't a, uh, uh, what is it, asystematic, a you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to just make sure everything was fine, right? And um, I went in and she was saying that, you know, the old test, they stick that, like, stick way up your head and it goes like, it goes deep down in your head. It hurts for a lot of people, but this one is pretty much like uh, a flu. It's just, it's, it's a, they just swab your nose and they're just getting some, um, just getting stuff out of your nose. That's it. It's, it's nothing like too it's, it's just like taking a, a flu test. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we got some mouth swab tests that are doing uh, here that are uh, you'll get your results back the next day or in 72 hours or something like that. Uh, that's actually a part of what I have to do to uh, be a um, poll worker. I have to uh, go in and get a COVID test and uh, prove that I have a uh, negative uh, test and I have to submit that and, and bring that with me on Election Day. Yeah, this morning, the... Um, Presidential uh, Committee for the uh, Commission on Presidential Debates. They uh, they was due to have another debate on October the 15th, and um, they decided to change it to virtual because the president got COVID and, right. and half his staff got COVID. So uh, he decided to um, pitch a hissy fit. Yeah. Not surprised, though. That's how Trump is. Yeah, so like he, because he can't be in an environment that he can't control. That's all that is. Dude can't debate. Like you saw the debate, he just want to talk over and interrupt and just throw out some stuff and just, just, just lies. Like it's he was literally when Joe Biden was talking, he was like, "What are you talking about? Like, that, yeah. that, no, you got the wrong son if you're trying to talk about my son. That that ain't the son that did that. So, so it's like he just wants to just be belligerent at a debate. He doesn't want to have a debate. He just wants to score points. And I think that's like he's he. He has a TV mindset. He just operates from TV. And that's a lot of times with debates. Debates are not necessarily won by facts all the time. It's won by who looks the best, you know, mm -hmm. who has the best zingers and who had, who who uh, gets the best punchlines in. And that's all he wants to exist for. Like we even remember um, back in uh, like remember when he debated Hillary in 2016 and Hillary was like uh, Donald Trump should not be in charge of this country. Uh, he shouldn't be anywhere near in charge of the country. He's and he was like, well, that's right, because if I was, you'd be in jail. So mm -hmm. that was his zinger. So that mm -hmm. that's the type of debates he like. He 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 don't like to study for debates and bring no facts. He right. just want to pop off and just throw some shade and then get some points for that. Mm -hmm. 
as always, the foolery and shenanigans of Donald Trump. Let us know your thoughts on all the comments. Keeping it moving. Jacob Blake was quietly released from the hospital about a week and a half ago. And he's currently recovering right now at a spinal rehabilitation center in Illinois. Now, the family, what they said was they kept this on the low because Jacob's dad, actually, he's been receiving death threats. And they feared of Jacob's life, too, since so many people knew that he was in this hospital up in Milwaukee. So they were like, OK, we're going to move him quietly on the low. So, you know, so people won't know exactly what's going on. But it's really unfortunate that they even have to go through all this, man. This this man got shot. How many times, Sam? I mean, he got like shot maybe like, what, nine times? Times. Yeah. It is seven, seven, seven times in the back. Seven times in his back, and he's still having to go through all this BS. You know what I mean? All of this injustice. Yeah. It's 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 really sad. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. And for his father to be receiving death threats, like, man, come on. Don't you think the family they've already gone yeah. through so much? His dude is paralyzed. His son is paralyzed, and y'all gonna threaten his yeah. life? It, it, yeah. That's my thing. It's 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 like the problem with this country starts with white men. Right. You like you can't tell me in economically they greedy uh, gun rights, uh, uh, like abortion, every every issue that we can come up with. A white man is circled around there doing something with it and preventing it from from progressing. They mm -hmm. scared. That's yeah. all it is. They they see what's coming. They they see what's coming. We ain't going nowhere. Women ain't going nowhere. Women are getting more power. Black people. We ain't going nowhere. Hispanics are rising up. They scared. That's that's what that is. I'm convinced. They are. All right. Well, let's keep it moving with the Black Lives Matter movement. Derek Chavon, that is the former Minneapolis police officer accused of killing George Floyd, actually got out of jail yesterday as he awaits his trial in March. Now, he posted a non-cash one million dollar bond. He was the last of four accused cops still in custody and faces the most severe charges out of the group, second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter after leaving his knee on George Floyd's neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds. Um, I have no words for this right here. It just seems like I don't know why and how. Well, I mean, we know why and how he got out of jail, but it's like he shouldn't be able to get out of jail. Come on. Yeah. What's a, what? So for a million dollar bond, what you got? What What is it? Still ten percent? Yes. So one hundred thousand dollars. So yes. Man, that, I'm surprised it took him that long to get it because we got a whole lot of racists in here. You know, in the uh, the uh, little white boy in Kenosha, Wisconsin, he got five hundred thousand. Just like that. Just like that. So <laughs> Derek must ain't got no friends <laughs> that's yeah. trying to try to ride from him. Or maybe he's not racist enough for people. But those <laughs> races, they come out. So I'm surprised that it took him that long to like that's almost 120 days. That's almost yeah, that's like four or five months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was a long time for him. It was a long time. I was kind of surprised. Racist. I was kind of surprised too. But I mean, I just once again, you know, I just feel like like, man, you know, so so now you're free. But then the thing is, you're free. You're walking about. You got to watch your back. Oh, because yeah. I know there's people out there that want to kill him. There's oh, people yeah. out there that want to kill him. You know, I mean, hell, we talked about it last week. The other three officers that have been charged in uh, Floyd's death, they actually wanted the venue changed, uh, the courthouse changed to another, to another place because uh, when they leave the courthouse, people are trying to kill him. People are jumping on them and they're getting their asses whooped in the middle of the street. So yeah. this dude just got out of jail. He's going to have to watch his back. Yep. <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. I pray for him. Thoughts and prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what? Think speaking of our thoughts and prayers, said um actor Thomas Jefferson Bird. I don't know if you know who that is or not, but he starred in several Spike Lee films, uh, like Girl Six. Uh, he uh, played Nola uh, Nola Darling's father on She's Got to Have It in the uh, uh, Netflix show. He was uh, sh reportedly shot and killed right here in Atlanta last weekend. Really, seventy years old, shot in the back. He was shot in the back. Wow. Yeah, right on Cascade Road, right that's, down the that's, uh, from from dude from Set It Off, right. Luke. He's a dude, so a lot of people, so, okay, so I'll run down his films. Uh, he, he does a lot of, Spike Lee uses him for all his films, but you may remember him as Luther. That's the dude who Cleo shot by mistake from Set It Off. Remember, well, she, she didn't even shoot him by, well, she did kind of shoot him by mistake and Set It Off for stealing uh, stealing Cleo oh, and yeah. stealing their money. 
So that's the guy from Set It Off, but he also played in Chirac, Bamboozled. Uh, he got Game Girl 6. It's it's unbelievable. 2020 is a horrible year, man. It's just so much stuff going on. But this dude got shot in the back on Cascade. Right down the street, I'm on the west side. You know what on I mean? Cascade? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and a lot of uh, celebrities uh, have been, you know, sending their posts of like uh, Viola Davis, Spike Lee, of course, uh, have been sending like tributes to him on social media and everything. So, rest in power to the great actor Thomas Jefferson Bird. Unbelievable, definitely unbelievable. Uh, let's go ahead and switch gears, man. To uh, oh, that's him right there too. Yeah. Let's switch gears. Did you check out uh, SNL this past weekend, Sid? Uh, yeah, I did. I really did. Yeah, so Chris Rock, he was the host. Megan Thee Stallion, she was the musical guest, and she actually took a stand for black women during the season premiere of SNL that went down this past weekend. She stood up for women of color saying that we all need to protect and respect them, and she's also said that about black men too, but what I really thought was really dope uh, was that she took shots at Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron, uh, just you know, saying like, yo, you know, where's... You just need to stop disrespecting black women, really. You know, like that's that's it. But you know, besides the performance, you know, the performance was really dope. Uh, the set was dope. You know, for Saturday Night Live, I think shit set is gonna share a little bit of that with us. But um, SNL be doing copyright uh, stuff, so they'll shut our uh, podcast down. Oh, okay, yeah, we can't have that. I did want to play part of it because they stopped in the middle of the song um, where they did this part, and then they went mm-hmm. back to the song. And then she was kind of twerking as she kind of protect black women, protect black women. While I look back at it, protect black. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering. I'm like, yeah, but whatever. Well, okay. So we can talk about that too because I know a lot of people on social media, especially like black women. I saw they were going in on her. Well, you know, she's talking about protect black women, and she's twerking and you know, like shaking her ass and everything like that. But y'all got to understand. She's an entertainer. She's an artist. That's Megan Thee Stallion. That's what she's all about. I feel like, you know, Megan has this amazing opportunity. She has this platform to bring awareness to the injustice of black women and black people. So why not bring it to SNL? And if she twerks a little bit, so what? I mean, that's what she had to do to grab your attention. That's all it's about is just grabbing people's attention. So if that's what she got to do, hey, by all means, go ahead and do it. I I love Megan Thee Stallion. I applaud her for... uh, for doing that because most celebs wouldn't even use that platform. You know, this is big for her. SNL, the the, the season opener, and, 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 you know, you and she had that opportunity, and she went on and just brought awareness to it. Yeah. She's pretty, though. Very pretty. Pretty brown yeah. skin, girl. I just love that, man. I, that. I, I also like the skit, too. I wanted to, you know, mention the skit, too. They did, like, a funny little skit. It was uh, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, uh, Kenan Thompson, and Chris Rock, and uh, yeah, they're getting lit right there. Oh, oh. Yeah, but they did like a real cool skit, uh, SNL with uh, Megan. It was really dope. It was really dope. Leave your comments, let us know your thoughts on the show today for the Everybody Mad podcast. New time, new look. Sad man, you're doing a phenomenal job, man. I always, and you know, a lot of people have been you know, following me on Instagram and stuff. They're uh, taking notice of the show and, and they're commenting on just the graphics, man. And you know how we've kind of elevated it and we're doing a, a, a real good job. Also, too, um, we, you can go ahead. I, I know we have an announcement too because now you can catch us on Spotify. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the good news. Um, we have been, um, the podcast is picked up on Spotify, so you can find us there. You can find us uh, on Plugin or TuneIn. I'm sorry, TuneIn, uh, the radio app. Uh, we're on there, so you can find us there. Uh, wherever you get your uh, streaming stuff, we're waiting on uh, Google and Apple. I think they're gonna call us and tell us they want it on. So they we should will. be uh, on those platforms uh, soon. But we have a YouTube channel too. But if you go to that Solo Two Dot Everybody Mad, I can't point. Yeah, down down there. If you go down there, uh, you'll be able to get uh, access to all of our YouTube stuff. Our Spotify is on there as well, uh, so you can uh, join us and uh, listen to the show on the go. Yeah, no doubt. You know, we were talking about COVID earlier, how I had my COVID test. Uh, The homie Cam Newton 
from the New England Patriots actually tested positive for COVID-19 this week and said that he will not play in week's four game against the Kansas City Chiefs uh, that's going down this Sunday. Um, hey, man, COVID is real. And again, for the prayers to be like, oh, it's nothing to worry about. Like, bro, I'm telling you, man. Like, And I actually well, waited. last Sunday, though. That oh, was, that was last Sunday. Um, my my um, uh, we went to the same school. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, uh-huh. he uh, tested positive. Same team as um Cam. Uh, so mm-hmm. somehow he got it too. So now they have they're monitoring another potential uh outbreak within the team. So it's this is just what it is. It's gonna get into teams. It's gonna get into certain schools. We saw it got into the White House. So yeah. we're gonna be dealing with it. Yep. But it's, I, I feel like it's very important right now just to know your status, too, and, and go ahead and just get oh, that. It sounds like HIV. I know, right? Because <laughs> I'm so used to saying that from those PSAs I used to do all the time. <laughs> but still, it's the same thing. You got to know it's, your status. It really is. You know, we, we got to know because you, people are walking around. You don't want to be walking around and people breathe on you and you catch corona and everything. You know what I mean? So Somebody said uh, that, well, like the dating world has changed, but but um, I read somewhere where they said, if you are uh, engaging in relations with someone, wear your mask too. Like, just because you don't, yeah, I know it like it, but. That is hilarious. Can you imagine? Like, like, you, mask, I mean, you just don't kiss. You like, you just don't kiss. You do everything else. I feel and, like, I, when you, and like when you, or because the issue is the droplets coming from somebody else. So that's why masks are, are, are important, but if you if you explore different positions, then you wouldn't necessarily come face to face, right? Hmm. I always, but I always felt like I always felt like like with the whole kissing thing. Kissing is kind of intimate, you know what I mean. So you know, back in the day, you know, when I had jump offs and stuff like that, I didn't really like like do too much tongue kissing and stuff like that, you know. I would always keep it real, just you know, like a, you know, neck, man, yeah. I wouldn't really, you know, kiss. You know what I mean? Because I feel like kissing is very intimate. Like you can't do that with everybody. Folks got bad breath; they don't know how to brush their tongue and teeth and stuff like that. And that stuff is nasty, man. There's a lot of bacteria in there. So are you? No, to, to be clear, what I was saying is, is that you can't kiss on everybody. So when I back in the okay, day. Yeah, you know, some Same. people are good enough to have sex with, but not good enough to ha- kiss. Since kissing is the ultimate intimacy, it you is, might be yeah. able to have sex with them. Was, but that was back in the whole phase, because I feel like everybody had went through a whole phase at some point in, in time, right? I was a whole for, for a minute, yeah. All yeah, right. yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. So everybody's God through save me, though. You said what? I said, God save me. God <laughs> Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Watch okay. Washed in the blood. You're washed. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you silly. But no, like, yeah, you know, everybody went through. I know I went through my little whole phase. You know what I mean? Like, how how was I? Probably like in my 20s. Probably when we were all in Myrtle Beach, when we all used to, you know. Oh. Myrtle Beach was wild. Oh, I I was. Yeah, I was a hoe in college. You were a hoe in Myrtle Beach. No, I wasn't. I was in a long ten, long-term relationship in Myrtle Beach. No, you weren't. Remember, you broke up. You you had a breakup in Myrtle Beach. And then when you broke oh, up. Oh, yeah, I did. You, you're right. You're right. And then remember, we, we'd all be wilding out and we'd all be going to the club and stuff. But before that, I was in a long-term relationship. Yes, you were in a long-term relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's so once you get out of a long-term relationship, you got to do what you got to do. But why do people do that, though? Why do people I like. Don't know. Why, why do people like why do folks feel like as soon as you break up, as soon as you as soon as you say, OK, we broke up. The first thing you want to do is go, mm, you know, you, you want to go jump to the next partner. You know what I'm that saying? Green grass and, and, and be a hoe. That green grass. We always think that grass is greener. What it I, never I think a lot of us think we're missing out on something. So we so we're going to sow our oats or whatever it is. But I'm, I'm but glad I'm, I don't do that no more, though. Well, the, but see, I don't do that either. But see, we're we're grown men, you know what I'm saying? We're, yeah. we're brothers of a particular age, you know. I feel like you do that when you're younger. So what I'm speaking about, and to be clear and very explicit, I'm talking about when you're younger, when you're in your 20s, you go through that phase where you wild out, and when you break up with somebody, you want to jump in bed with the next person and stuff like that. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. 
we need to talk more about relationships on the show too, man. I can talk about yeah, relationships. Yeah, we do. I was thinking about that. I think we can do some stuff with some uh, some some uh, people who want to call in, and some experts can uh, kind of share some opinions too. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about. Um, <laughs> are you familiar with OnlyFans? Said OnlyFans. Oh yeah, like I think OnlyFans has made uh, more porn stars this year than anybody. Yeah, I mean, like porn stars from like average like local yokels you know what I mean? like like your your average joke like booty or big old something or well actually like you don't you don't even need nothing big like you can just be ready to bust a wide open and then somebody will pay pay your monthly fee they they, they pay you a monthly fee so only fans that's what it is because back like like pretty much only fans used to be for porn stars right but now it's amateur porn stars so you have like somebody that work at Publix that, you know, be, you know, bagging your groceries or your cashier, they can have an OnlyFans page and be busting it wide open and be charging like $20 a month for a subscription. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much it. And so now what's happened is that a lot of celebrities are doing it. Like, oh, your really? girl, yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the latest person to do it is Jordan Woods. You know, that's the girl who uh, was from the whole Kardashian clan. And, you know, she fell out with the Kardashians and everything like that. Jordan Woods just jumped on OnlyFans. You have actress Bella Thorne. She made a million dollars in her first month after signing up. Cardi B has an OnlyFans page. Tyga, Erica Mena, Lyrica Anderson, Safari, they all have OnlyFans pages. Now, here's the thing. With some celebs, they might get nude on their OnlyFans pages. A lot of celebs, they do what the they... Celebrities? Yeah, like some celebrities, they do nude. Like Tyga, they say Tyga is showing it all. You know what I'm saying? For the ladies and for some of the guys out there, too. But, like, but then you have other Tyga? people, like, yeah, what? yeah, but then you have What's happening? Yeah. Yeah, but then you have, you know, actress like Bella Thorne or or like, you know, Lyrica Anderson, they might like do suggestive photos. They're not really necessarily new photos, but they're suggestive, PG-13, kind of bordering along R-rated, but she's not showing, they're not showing nipples, they're not showing, you know, cootie cat. Not showing too much. Yeah, yeah, but that's what celebs are doing now. Like that's a new thing. Like they're and they're coming up. Like I said, Cardi B has one, and she's pretty much uh, posting. She hasn't posted anything new, but I mean, she's damn near new. You know what I mean? And like her pictures, but it's all suggested. But she's not busting it wide open. So that's the new thing now for a lot of celebrities. So a million dollars a month. We gonna have to have an OnlyFans. Uh, everybody mad. Why? That's what I was thinking. I was like, shit. Like if we do like an OnlyFans page, like. What would we make it like more explicit contact content? Like what we talk like more like just hardcore stuff. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but well, like maybe I'll actually um since uh what what I do with the podcast, I don't wear clothes below my waist, so maybe I'll just have the camera angle change. You see the leg? <laughs> <laughs> we about to start OnlyFans. Oh boy! Oh, but it's crazy though. I think uh, people have kind of missed out on that. Uh, um, I don't know. People, a lot of celebrities, they can't perform, so so their business model has changed for a lot of them. So they got to do what they got to do. Right, and this all and this all really did jump off because of the whole COVID pandemic. So you saw really people were really trying to figure out ways to really you know streamline and make more money. And so they're like, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna get butt naked. But my only thing is. <sighs> I just feel like you, you, know, back, you, you have to, you still have to, you know, if you're going to be a parent one day or something like that, you don't want your kids to kind of come up on that. You know what I mean? So I think that, you know, we need to be clear on how do we want to be remembered? You know, like when we die, you know what I'm saying? Or like, or like, we just don't want to be remembered for like people like looking at us naked and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, you know, some women, you know, they have to strip to, you know, pay their way through college and everything like that. But this is the Internet and people, they can record your stuff. You know what I mean? And then when it's on the Internet, it's out there forever. So people yeah, can be, do it. and then people can manipulate it and do a, what whatever they want with it. They can blackmail you if you're trying to do some things. And yeah, like so, I, I, so so the money might be good. The money might be good for now. The right now instead of thinking about like um, yeah. but what if or or kind of taking it a year into the future or two years or ten years or five years uh trying to figure out what it's gonna be like. I don't think people even try and think that far. Right. So yeah, it's kind of crazy. So that's the deal with only fans. Shouts out to Kelly Rowland. 
Miss Motivation. And her husband, Tim, they're gearing up for their second baby. And it's funny, too, because Kelly kept it on the low. Like, I didn't know. No one knew about it. Wendy Williams didn't even know about it. But what happened was she made the reveal of the baby bump in the new issue of uh, Women's Health Magazine, the November issue. And Kelly looks amazing, man. Kelly's always been my favorite member of Destiny's Child. She's just beautiful, chocolate, beautiful, brown skin, complected woman. I just, I love some Kelly Rowling. I think she's just a, an amazing person. She yeah, I like her too. She looks good. Uh, yeah, Kelly looks real good. Yeah, she's the best number two, uh, like I think, ever produced. The best number two of Destiny's Child? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but why she got to be number two, though? I mean, is she better than Beyonce? Okay. Point made, said point made. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Still love her, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Go ahead, Kelly. Look at Kelly. Love some Kelly Rowland. Leave your comments, everybody. Mad Live Podcast. Hey, said, you know, with the whole COVID pandemic, a lot of uh, productions have been um, shutting down. A lot of productions have been uh, starting to reopen back up. Well, uh, the production of uh, uh, Queen Sugar has actually resumed in New Orleans for the fifth season from creator from creator Ava DuVernay. Uh, this season is set to air next year, sometime next year. But Queen Sugar is uh, one of my favorite shows. I don't know if you watch it or not, but Queen Sugar is back in production. I actually saw the dude, one of the guys, uh, this past uh, last weekend. I forgot his name, but he was out at a restaurant um, down here in Atlanta. Uh, eating and stuff. I guess it doesn't make sense for me to tell you if I don't know his name, right? I need to work on that, but I don't know his name. He's the he's the he's the big dude that uh, goes with um 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 Val. Okay, yeah, him. Yeah, I saw him out the other night. Uh, but anyway, Queen Sugar is coming back, so be on the lookout for that. And uh, big blockbuster, uh, Jurassic World. You know, uh, the the sequel, Jurassic World Domination, is uh, actually on hiatus right now due to a bunch of COVID cases that were discovered while recently filming. So, so the director was like, yo, we have to pull the plug on filming the new Jurassic Park movie. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Jurassic Park has a cartoon. Like, well, it's not a cartoon, but it's like a, a 3D animation show that's on Netflix. I don't know if you saw it, but it seems like it's pretty good. I caught like the first episode and uh, it seems like it's a pretty dope show. So check out Jurassic Park. And that's all I got for everybody mad this week. It's super excited about next yeah. week for Savannah State University. Oh, my phone going off. Um, super excited about next week for the Savannah State University Virtual Homecoming 2020. We have some great guests lined up for us next week. We have uh, Grammy-nominated singer Anthony David. He's going to be on the show with us. Actor right. Tone Bell. Authors Jennifer Bishop, Keith Preacher-Brown. Uh, let's see. We have, we have a lot of surprises that's going to happen for homecoming week for Savannah State University virtual homecoming week. So make sure you check us out. And also, too, don't forget, early voting starts on Monday. So make sure that you get to the polls and vote. Vote early. You can vote from the 12th until the 30th. And that's in Georgia. Uh, other states have opened, too, um, for early voting. So uh, check your voting. Everybody need a plan. Make Figure out what your plan is. Um, yeah, I got a plan. I thought I had my ballot somewhere. Where my ballot go? I was gonna fill out my ballot uh, uh, here, but um, I'm gonna turn in my ballot. We we have drop boxes uh, here um, in uh, Michigan, so we're able to uh, fill out our ballot, put it in our secrecy a little envelope, and uh, drop it off. So uh, you don't have to rely on the mail because we've been having some issues um, with our mail here. Still, um, stuff just takes too long to get here. Uh, stuff that should get here in a couple of days usually takes a couple of weeks, and we're have been experiencing that so yeah, yeah our household has our uh ballots we're gonna fill them out and drop them Enjoy off tomorrow uh, be a part of that and i think what we'll do today is obviously i'll be working the polls but we'll be making sure we help people uh find a way to uh get that plan together because we all need a plan whether it's mail whether like if you're gonna mail you probably need to mail it now give it some extra now is the time to mail yeah now is the time because if you don't do it mail. trust two, me i think two 45 or 50 states 45 of all 50 states, you can track your ballot. So if you do mail your ballot, use the tracking. You can uh, put in a little code they give you and you can have it text you uh, when your ballot is, is leaving, when it's been picked up, when it's been received. 
Uh, we have that in Michigan. I did that for the primaries in um, August. So I know exactly when my ballot was. They actually text me to let me know that this ballot was on the way so I can know to look out in the mail. So 45 states have something where you can get an alert there where you can actually follow your ballot. So do that. But if yeah. you're going to mail it, mail it now. Mail it now. Got to mail it now, man. Vote like your life depends on it for real, man. This is the biggest election of our life. Trying to take over and trying to never, never leave. Yeah. And you know, he's not going, you know, he's not going without a fight either way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's already talking about it. He's already talking about like there's the uh, the Democrats had to ask for 200 lawyers to help them prepare for all the cases all across the country where they're, they ain't even trying to win the election. They, they are already waiting for November 4th because that's when it starts for them. So we got to look at no, November 3rd as just the beginning because they're going to go to court to try and throw out ballots. They're going to try and invalidate uh, some of our mail-in ballots and things like that. So you got to be vigilant and you got to pay attention to your vote and don't let them take that from you because it matters. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to take something from you. You won't steal stuff from people that has no value to you. You always got to remember that. So, so like, if you still dumb enough to think that your vote doesn't count, why are they trying to take it? Mm. Why they want it? That part. Yep. It's imperative. Get to the polls and vote. You know what you got to do. All right. So it's been real. We'll be back on Thursday. Um, maybe next Thursday be a little bit better uh, for me. I won't be running around because I only got one meeting before this. Uh, yeah. Everybody mad, but I'm looking forward to it too. Also, uh, uh, the uh, person, the uh, guy who plays the intro music for our show. Uh, he is a uh, SSU dad, um, and he has a new project coming out. So uh, he's going to join us on the show to celebrate Savannah State because um, I know as a daddy, a lot of his money is down <laughs> down in Savannah. So uh, uh, he's going to be a part of the show, too. So we're looking forward to having everybody as we uh, go all blue. And uh, what are y'all, blue and orange? Orange and blue? Orange and blue. Bleed orange, and blue. orange and blue. That's what it's all about, bruh. All right, University. So we'll be checking you all next week. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. And we'll holler at you all eight o'clock next Thursday. Everybody Mad Live podcast. Oh, follow us too. Kenya Cabine one. Oh, oh yeah, we ain't, we ain't do that. That's my bad. Yeah, there we go. Kenya Cabine one on Facebook. Kenya Cabine on Instagram and Twitter. Yep, check us out on all those platforms. Also, make sure you follow us at uh, uh, check out solo.2. Everybody mad or whatever. I, I said that all wrong, but check that out too. Uh, so you can see all of our platforms and everything where we are. So you can follow our show on Spotify and also the other platforms as well. All right. We'll see you next Thursday, same time, eight o'clock. <laughs>